Welcome back to another episode of the Martial Arts Thoughtcast. It's a Monday, so that means I did Muay Thai in the day and finished off the evening with Filipino martial arts and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Got into some conversations about competition over the weekend because I had a group of students that went out, competed, brought home some uh, hardware, a few gold medals, some silver, and some bronze. Got into the conversation about what competition does for you and how it actually enhances the way that you train. Now, I know that not a lot of people want to get into competition. They just train for the recreational part or the self-defense part, fitness or weight loss part. But there has to be some sort of pressure testing in whatever that you're training. Now, you can do that in class when you spar. But there will be this level of context that will always be missing because you're doing the sparring or the simulation of the fight with a training partner who you trust. Now, what happens when you engage somebody that you don't know and that you don't trust? Well, out in the street, definitely is going to be a completely different experience. So you can probably use competition as like the bridgeway to that, right? Yes, it's still sport, not combatives or self-defense, but it allows you to unlock a part of your game that you don't normally use while, while you're in class. And I feel it's a really important thing to feel that. So you got to compete at least once, at least once. And if you do any type of martial arts, compete at once at every level. So if I were to use Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, compete at least once at white belt, at least once at blue, once at purple, once at brown, and of course, once at black. The contexts, they change. They change every single time you evolve and every single time you go around the wheel and you cycle through the different techniques that you do and the different games that you play and the um, strategies that you're looking to improve. So you got to do it amongst people that you don't know Right, like we have like this discussion, or not discussion, but debate that you should travel to other schools and uh, train and roll with them. To some extent, you know there is some truth behind that, but there is this, mm, you know, there's a community of loyalty and how how it's perceived amongst uh, other practitioners who have a lot of pride, especially in their team. How do I feel about that? Well, I mean, it really depends, right? And of course, as you grow higher and higher level, and you want to see, of course, have yourself, have your own skill grow, but have like your home environment grow, if that makes any sense. You bring like, your, your experience back home with you. And when you compete, you do that with your team. And then you come home with your team. You debrief yourselves, kind of like what I'm doing right now over the weekend. Uh, debriefing myself from the weekend and the discussions I had today. And then you sharpen each other, ask each other, each other questions, come up with uh, better problem-solving skills and capabilities with each other and not just going all over the place, but leveraging your current training partners, your current teacher, and improve there. Anyway, there there is that thing there. So if you're if you're a listener... Uh, always wondering about competition. You know, if I could convince you to do it at least once, every level along the way up to black belt, and even as a black belt, do that too. This year I'm turning 44, so 
competition in my uh, the internal desire to do that, I feel myself saying, I've got just a little bit of youth left, just a little bit of youth left, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use as much of it as possible. When is it going to wane? I don't know, hopefully by 65. <laughs> but anyway, um, I'll leave it at that. I'll close up from right here. Thanks again, as always, for letting me catch up with you. I'll talk to you later. Thanks. Bye.